0: Stochastic. Here we go. It's your old pal Emac coming to you with the one and only Adam. Ship my money share as we get ready for another Saturday of NBA. The entire league is off tomorrow, and then the uh, in-season tournament begins on Monday. I still haven't figured all of that out yet, Adam. But uh, it's it seems like some players may be looking for an early rest today. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Uh, doing well. Looking forward to. I, I love Saturdays for DFS, uh, especially when. I'm not in the middle of a huge downswing. Um, I tweeted. I tweeted a few weeks ago. Like Saturdays are. are I love waking up on Saturdays because it's just like you have every sport. There's the opportunity to make so much money, and then when you're losing, it's just like shit. I have to put so much money out to play all of this. Um, but I, I'm excited for today. So uh, yeah, I love Saturdays during football season, college football, MMA, basketball, hockey. It's. I love Saturdays. College
0: basketball. It's. It's. Uh, Prize pools aren't big right? enough
1: for that. I. I can't spend the time on I it. Don't... Okay.
0: Well, I I do enjoy the Matt Gajewski uh, uh, projections, both for college football and college basketball. And it helps me get my crowns, Adam. I'm sitting on almost 2.8 million crowns. And they did not do the Black Friday special this year. Oh, yeah. I didn't
1: even think about that. I didn't buy any TVs or cologne.
0: I know it was, it was kind of sad. So I, I'm hoping I told my wife, I'm like, mm, no thousands of dollars of Amazon gift cards for you this year. She said, yeah. like, maybe they'll do something for Christmas. And I'm like, I wouldn't hold your breath. It's I
1: practice. think they did like a 20% off like flash sale. I don't remember which day, like might've been Cyber Monday or something. Um, And I forgot to buy anything, but.
0: Yeah, it, it could have been, I, I don't have notifications and I don't get emails from them. So yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah I think
1: it was like a, like, 24-hour thing.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, darn it. I'm sad I missed that, but oh well. Uh, We are moving on to today. 10 games uh, on the docket. A lot of moving parts here. Quite a few teams played yesterday. Uh, Most of them are also in three and fours. We will break those down, uh, but we're going to slide right on into it. We'll talk about uh, Underdog Fantasy because they are the presenting sponsor of the show, but let's uh, jump on in here, Adam. We've got uh, our first game here is the Orlando Magic at the Brooklyn Nets. We've got uh, the Magic, are two-and-a-half-point underdogs here. Orla- the Orlando is going to be without Mark Foltz again. He has missed the last 11 games. He's only played once since uh, Halloween. He is dealing with knee swelling. Uh, Jonathan Isaac may be out. It's a back-to-back. He uh, has tweaked his ankle. Uh, it's also a 3-and-4 here. Uh, the uh, Wizards handed yet another victory to an opposing team, I thought. They're just they're just going for losses at this point, Adam. It's not it's not even subtle. They're uh, really they, good they, at what they're doing. Really? Yes. They 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 were winning into the th- the fourth quarter yet again. And then they're like, oh, we we, we need something in the loss column here. <laughs> so Orlando ended up winning 130, 125. Um, on the other side, Brooklyn is going to be without Lonnie Walker. He is dealing with the sore hamstring, but it looks like everybody else is in play. How are you feeling about this one? Two twenty eight and a half implied point total here.
1: Yeah, so like you said, Orlando is a bit shorthanded here. Um, obviously, Fultz has been out for a while, so everything is adjusted for that. Jonathan Isaac, I'm assuming he's not going to play. Um, not necessarily a huge impact, but you know it is one bo- one fewer body soaking up some minutes, uh, potentially get a little more run for guys that don't really matter. Uh, right now, we actually have Isaac projected in, but my guess is that he's not going to play. Uh, no real ownership coming into Orlando, though. Van uh Franz Wagner, and Jalen Suggs leading the way at 2% apiece. I don't anticipate getting to too much here. Um, The salaries have adjusted. You know, obviously, if you're getting to Paolo Bancaro, that's fine. He's good. Uh, Franz Wagner's up to eight k. That's a tough price tag. Suggs is sixty one hundred. Excellent defender so far this year. Uh, Something that I'm sure goes overlooked in DFS circles, but it's been good for his playing time. Uh, He ranks in the one hundredth percentile in defensive EPM this year, but you don't get fantasy points for that. So uh, tough to pay for him at sixty one hundred. I don't really see much from the Orlando side. All right, uh, is I, I
0: it's hard giving anybody credit for defense at this point in the year. Uh, Orlando is still decent, but come on, teams are just regularly racking up 120 points uh, against everybody this year, except maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves. Or, um, Orlando's
1: been the best defense in the league. Uh, so what what is their defense? Or, wait, no, them? actually they, they drop now. They're it's Minnesota, Boston, then Orlando. Okay, so what are they around one third? 18,
0: one hundred eight. Are they under one hundred ten? One hundred eight. Okay. I've been playing around with different things there because I like to look at the defensive efficiency. Uh, ratings on uh, nba.com because it lets you pick different time frames so you can look at like by month you can look at a specific set of games you you can look at the whole season so it's a lot of fun seeing like when certain players are out like Walker Kessler is it really doing much but then you get into such small sample size you have to go look and who, who did they play in these games was it a slow game was somebody missing um, it's it's one of the yeah. this just it's late season basketball and we're barely a month into the season
1: i know dunks and threes has everything adjusted i just uh oh here it is yeah they have orlando third and adjusted defensive rating also okay so adjusted for strength, adjusted for strength of schedule
0: that is one I, dunks and threes and cleaning the glass i i know josh loves those i know you like those as well i i just I, i'm the old fuddy-duddy i stick with the the same old hollinger ratings and things like that that are archaic at
1: this point um is there anything you like from the brooklyn side? Uh, and also just one. to, I guess, elaborate a little bit further on Orlando. I did just finish running a very early version of what I would be playing. If for some reason I had to decide that right now, um, I would not have anybody from Orlando on DraftKings right now um, okay. on the Brooklyn side, not a whole lot different. Uh, 14% Cam Johnson for me, 10% Nick Claxton, 5% Mikael Bridges. And that's about it. So they're, they look a little bit easier to get to than Orlando. Uh, the, price tag on Nick Claxton still looks fine. He's getting 8% ownership. Cameron Johnson at 6,300 is pulling 7% ownership. So I'm a little bit over the field on those two. We got 28 minutes last game from Cameron Johnson. He didn't close the first half. You know, could have potentially played more. We did get Cam Thomas's return. He came off the bench, played 25 minutes, uh, was on a minutes limit. They talked about that after the game. They asked, uh, one of the reporters asked Cam Thomas because it was a competitive game. They ended up losing by a point. Cam Thomas subbed out with like 4 minutes to go in the game and they sort of asked, you know, could you have played more, you know, are you pissed off about that? And he gave the very diplomatic answer of, you know, like, yeah, I felt good, but it's all part of the plan and I'm fine with coming out. Like Cameron Johnson had a good look and he missed, it's whatever. Um but Cam Thomas's return just cuts into everybody's usage as his playing time creeps up, that's just going to become more of an uh, of a problem and these salaries have adjusted from when he was out. So, uh, again, I think a little bit easier to get to than Orlando, specifically Claxton and Johnson. Certainly don't mind taking some shots on an $8,300 Bridges, but there's going to be a lot of other guys in that range that look decent as well. All right, let's continue on here. Game number two, Cleveland Cavaliers, nearly
0: double-digit favorites in Detroit, taking on the Pistons, 224.5 implied point total here. Cleveland will be without uh, Ty Jerome. Wade is also out. Karis Levert also out. On the Detroit side, no, Joe Harris, the uh, the star of Lake Chelan High School, he is out with a shoulder injury. I just have to mention him anytime I get a chance, since he's probably not going to be in the league too much longer. But we do have Bojan Bogdanovic coming in, making his season debut. He was out with a strained calf for the first month of the season, uh, got injured towards the end of um, tra- uh, training, whatever we're calling training camp at this point. I guess it's a preseason. Um, how are you feeling about either of these squads here? Uh, sort of a new, I don't want to say new look um, Cavaliers, but it's more and more teams are really picking on their diminu- diminutive backcourt there. Uh, The defense just isn't quite as good uh, when you've got two guys that aren't particularly big. What do you got from this battle of the Midwest?
1: Yeah, I mean, we get one of the most popular plays on the slate right now, or a couple of the most popular plays on the slate right now from the Cleveland side. Uh, We have Darius Garland pulling 27% ownership. Uh, This is different. I guess I need to refresh this. Um, Craig Porter's pulling 24%. Uh, also, Evan Mobley getting 20, Jared Allen getting 20. So there's a lot of ownership coming into this team, and I'm getting there somewhat. Uh, Craig Porter Jr. for me is showing up a ton right now. I have like 83%. We don't have Karis LeVert today. I assume Craig Porter Jr. is going to just step into the Karis LeVert role, probably not play as many minutes. But Cleveland only ran an eight-man rotation in their last game. Karis LeVert played about 26 minutes. You had a Coro play 17. Yang played 19. Um I assume Porter, like Porter's been the next guy up. He's played well this year. And his salary has dropped all the way back to $3,500 on DraftKings. He'd been up over 5K when guys were out previously. Um, So he just looks like a really good value, at least now, early in the day. We have him projected for 20, 21 DraftKings points. You know, again, it's not that you expect him to play a ton, but I expect him to be in the rotation, play actual minutes. He's not a bad point per minute guy. He's in a good matchup. And again, he's only $3,500. So he looks like a really good value play that I'm getting to a ton I'm getting the 39% Jared Allen at 6,500, 20% owned, 14% chance of being optimal, but just looks like a very, very good price tag to get to. He's a high upside center. You know, the playing time has been somewhat volatile this year, but uh, certainly gives you plenty of upside. So I'm getting to those two a lot. Then it does kind of drop off for me. I'm not getting to as much on Garland or Mobley, uh, the field's at 27% Garland, 21% on Mobley. I'm only getting the 13% on Garland, seven on Mobley. Neither one of those are, I think like spots where I'm taking a stand for any particular reason. My assumption is just that there's plenty of other plays in that price range that I am getting to, but it's still a good spot for those guys. I still have no problem. Like I would have no issue if by lock I'm getting Garland and getting Mobley. They both look good. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's pulling 11% ownership. I only have about three. I'm getting the Max Struce at fifteen percent, which I don't love, but he's shooting guard small forward. He's only 7% owned. The playing time is going to be there, and he certainly could play more without Levert. You know, that's another potential beneficiary. He already played 36 minutes yesterday, but it shouldn't surprise anybody if you just get that 38, 39-minute Max Drew's game. And at low ownership, I don't mind taking a shot on that. So I've got the
0: boom-bust tool up for those of you that are not members of Stochastic. This is one of our our fun tools that shows you the, uh, puts in the, Popularity of each player the chance of there being them being in the optimal meaning the perfect lineup uh, their boom score meaning they're going to exceed uh, uh, 5x plus 10 fantasy points. That's DK. So we put a constant in there A lot of people just like to put oh five, somebody five, you know 5x 10x whatever Don't don't get too hung up on that because that's not the best way to measure this You want to put a constant in there because you need a f- uh, fantasy floor because that is how math works because everybody's going to produce points if you're doing it right with uh, NBA DFS, but you guys can get that as part of the premium package. The, this is one of the key things that builds on um, our simulations, our lineup generator, factors in all of this stuff. But when you hear Adam talking about leverage scores and and um, you know optimal probabilities, etc., that's coming from this particular tool. Anything at all popping up from the Detroit side here? I can see in the tool here nobody's uh, more than than uh, reaching five percent popularity. Most of them are in uh, below one
1: percent here. No, Detroit's pretty ugly. The only guy I'm really getting to is Duran. I'm getting nine percent. He's fourteen percent owned, so I'm a little bit under the field there. I'm playing a lot of Jared Allen in that price range. Like I said, I'm getting some I'm over the field on Nick Claxton in that price range. So it's another spot where Jalen Duran's a good fantasy producer. He's playing solid minutes as a starter. He's sixty-six hundred. There's nothing wrong with him. Just Getting the Claxton and Allen um, a little bit more. But other than that, I have like two lineups right now with Bogdanovich. Those probably go away by lock. Uh, but Detroit's a tough team to get to anyway. They are correctly priced across the board. They have a difficult matchup against Cleveland, who's fourth in adjusted defensive rating this year. And then you're throwing Boryan Bogdanovich back into the mix, who not only is he somebody that's going to play minutes, you know, probably I assume he's going to be limited today, but in general, he's going to play minutes. He's also a high usage guy. So it's just going to make things pretty ugly for this team, probably for the foreseeable future.
0: All right, Jesterman hit it on the nail on the head. We're closing in on 200 people watching. Let's get those likes. Hit those thumbs up here. It does help us uh, with the YouTube algorithm and continues to allow us to provide free content, best free content. Excuse me, now I have the hiccups in the industry. Let's uh, meander along here, Adam. Next one's a little bit more interesting. You have the New Orleans Pelicans. They are three-point favorites in Chicago, taking on the Bulls, 220 Um point total here new orleans is going to be without cj mccollum he did not travel uh still has some restrictions uh, after recovering from a collapsed lung um collapse songs are kind of interesting so there are obviously you know you see in the, the the war movies right the sucking chest wound okay that's the worst case scenario for a collapsed lung but a lot of times it will happen with athletes especially um uh distance runners uh, the, and those that have very low uh, body fat because there's just not the extra tissue around that uh, helps support it. So the collapsed lung could be just a slight tear. It is not, you know, you don't want to take it lightly, but uh, we did see CJ uh, McCollum play, I think he played 37 or 38 minutes last night. He's just not cleared to, to fly at this point uh, going through the pressurization and depressurization. Yeah. He, of, he's
1: going to be, travel. he should be good for their game in Sacramento, uh, their next road game perfect
0: there we go so did want to call that out uh had, had a nice little wager with him last night he hooked me up at the very end of the game i actually recommended a rare ladder on his pra it was just sitting at 25.5 and i yeah, said we I had could go all the way up to 29.5 so
1: yeah i i had the under it did not work out mm.
0: yes well there there we go what I guess it's better to be lucky than good. One of us has won $100,000 several times. The other one of us has not. I'll let you guys fill in the blank as to who is who on that one. But back to this game. So McCollum is not going to be playing. Uh, uh, Trey Murphy is likely going to be out on the back-to-back. He has missed some time with various injuries. Uh, Jose Alvarado did not play last night. He's questionable with an ankle. And then Zion, potential resting on the back-and-back. May not, may not. We, um, he played just 26 minutes last night. Uh, you had uh, Jonas valanciunas play 31 and Ingram played 34. Uh, Zion sat the last seven and a half minutes of the game, but he did sit out the last back to back. We have seen him playing back to backs and we've seen him not, so we'll have to see what happens here. Uh, how do you want to approach this one, Adam? Oh, I should mention on the Chicago side. Um, They are without uh, Zach attack. He is dealing with sore foot, going to be out for probably three more games. And then DeMar DeRozan questionable with an ankle. Uh, He missed the last game.
1: Yeah, so um, assuming Dyson Daniels starts, so this is a weird, this is one of those weird like morning spots right now. We have Dyson Daniels with a 9% chance of being optimal, but only 1% owned. So I'm getting to 16%. Um, it when if and when that ownership adjusts i think i'll probably send up around the field so he looks fine it's nothing great but point guard small forward 5500 if he does start in his 11 starts this year without mccollum um only a 14.7 percent usage rate but he has averaged 31.7 minutes per game 0.82 DraftKings points per minute he'll look perfectly fine especially with that positional eligibility uh, if he does get the start if it's jordan hawkins at 5400 same thing point guard shooting guard playing time should be there you're kind of at the whims of his shooting, which tends to be very streaky even within a game. Uh, I know last Saturday when he helped me win a tournament, he had like 30 fantasy points in the first half. He had was still at 30 fantasy points by the end of the third quarter, and then I think finished at like 40. So um, even within a game, you can see him just be really, really good and or really, really bad. But either of those guys, whichever one's starting between Daniels and Hawkins, they're going to be perfectly fine. You know, secondary options at their respective salaries. Joe Val. Um, I'm getting to about 10%. He's 4% owned at 7K. So this is another center in that price range, and I'm just getting a little bit over the field. He's averaged about a minute and a half more per game this year in the games he's played without Larry Nance. And when you're talking about Val, that's around one and a quarter fantasy points per minute. So you're talking about two and a half extra fantasy points, give or take. Um two to two and a half fantasy points, give or take without Nance. Uh, if Zion ends up sitting, that is a benefit for Val as well, because for one, you're taking one of the highest usage guys off the floor for the Pels, along with McCollum, but you're also removing another guy that could close at the five over Joval. We've seen you know plenty of instances this year where Zion gets those minutes at the five to close out halves or quarters. Uh, we saw it last night. The closing lineup um, wasn't Zion. It was Najee. It actually, they went Cody Zeller in that one. It wasn't a super competitive game, but... Um, there are times they go to Zion. If he's out, it just makes Joval's minutes even more secure. So I like Joval one way or the other. If Zion sits, he's going to look better. Brandon Ingram, pretty tough to get to if Zion is in, I think, at 8,600, shooting guard only on DraftKings. If Zion's out, Ingram's going to look a lot better. Should take on um, a bit bigger playmaking role without McCollum, and there's usage available there. And then if Zion sits, pretty much, you know, it's, it's just Ingram and Joval really from a priority usage standpoint for the Pills.
0: All right. So using this moment, I uh, see somebody saying can't build lineups to save their life. I want to get in on these stochastic tools. I enjoyed the lineup uh, swap uh, feature, the late swap feature uh, on the Sims tool the last few nights. Uh, it, w- it worked out well for me. Adam had a couple a couple good nice nights here uh, in my, my low stakes battles there on DraftKings, when you hit a couple winner take alls it really uh you know boosts boosts your uh bankroll there but you guys can sign up for underdog if you come in on the um uh, link in the youtube description below us here or if i will drop the link into chat now you guys can get a hundred dollar deposit match when you first sign up that'll give you a little extra cash you could always uh monetize that and come on in with the stochastic uh premium uh, looking here, this is an underutilized page. I wanted to call this out. So across the top here, this is free to anybody. You can go to our deals page here, and you can look at the drop-down and find our best uh, options to get to the various sites. You can see we have a few dozen uh, sites where we have reciprocal agreements there, and you can also see the current stochastic um, uh, discounts and other promotional opportunities here so you guys want to check that out underdogs a lot of fun it's got the pick'em sites it's got best ball in all sports it has playoff best ball which is a lot of fun and then they even have uh the battle royale which is you you draft uh teams to battle other teams on sundays for the nfl kind of like a large field uh tournament there but you're uh, each drafting. Uh, amongst uh, your individual leagues and then competing with the larger player pool, which is also a lot of fun. So it's got a little something there for everyone. Uh, they're always offering little um, uh, bonuses and and things and promotions and such. So definitely want to check them out. That is underdog fantasy. All right, Adam, uh, back over here to Chicago. Uh, let's assume DeRozan is out. Are you muted? Oh, I hope not. You can't now no, you're good. You I can't hear you again. Oh boy, I hope I wasn't muted. I was gonna say that that would have been sad because I'm not gonna go back and redo that read. But uh, no, no, I heard all that. I,
1: then you were just like, let's assume the Rosen is out and I stopped hearing anything. I was like, is that where you're gonna oh. leave me? Like <laughs> okay. I, I I was gonna serve you up and then I just you know
0: pulled the football and you didn't go to kick it. So that didn't work out very well. How would you like to approach Chicago? I'm assuming DeRozan is out.
1: Today. You know, I mean, I'm assuming he's in for now. I just always do okay. with Q tags. Uh, have him projected in, ran everything with him in. So uh, okay. assuming DeRozan's in, the team's not overly appealing. DeRozan's the guy I'm getting to the most at 9%. That's where the field's at as well. Uh, he does look better without Levine. You know, so does Vooch. Uh, most of the starters are going to look marginally better. But um, the price tag, 7,800 for DeRozan, still nothing special you know I'm getting right around the field at nine percent so um I don't think he looks like a priority if he is out it does open up plenty of other stuff um, from both a usage and playing time standpoint in Chicago's uh, last game against Milwaukee where DeRozan and Levine were both out uh, we got Caruso and the Sumu in the starting lineup along with Patrick Williams Kobe White and Vooch uh, Caruso pretty quickly subbed out for Torrey Craig that was for defensive reasons Craig played really, really well. Um, but if Crusoe starts again, shooting guard small forward, fifty three hundred, he will look fine. It's similar to Dyson Daniels or Jordan Hawkins, whoever ends up starting uh for the Pelicans. I think they're in the same boat. Um the soon moves up to five K, so he's playable if he starts but certainly not the same level of value that he was in the last game uh, Patrick Williams 5,400 he is kind of in that same boat with Caruso where you can get to him some but he's still not going to look great so even if the Rosen's out like the Bulls are going to look better but I still don't know that you get to any true priorities Vooch is up to 8,500 White's up to 6,900 so these prices have already adjusted on DraftKings if the Rosen's in um, for me it's nine percent the Rosen four percent Caruso I have like 1% a piece of white and Williams. Uh, it's a pretty unappealing team. If the Rosen's in, even with Levine out,
0: let's keep moving along here. Cause we've got a lot of games to cover. This one's going to be kind of intriguing. Indiana Pacers at the Miami heat Pacers are uh, underdogs, not underdog fantasy, but they're underdogs in this game by three points, Two forty implied point total here. Indiana will be without Jalen Smith. This will be the second game he's missed with a knee issue. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is questionable with a knee issue. Uh, the Pacers do play on that in-season tournament on Monday. I don't know if that would encourage them to rest Halliburton tonight or not. That's the part of the in-season tournament I have not quite figured out yet. Uh, on the Miami side, Adebayo is out again with the hip. Uh, and then Tyler Hero, close to returning, will not return tonight, but uh, he is on the precipice. You had Halliburton drop 70 DK points in this matchup on Thursday. Uh, how amazing has he been this season and how great is it that the Pacers are the newest friends of the DFS world with their ability to play fast and have one of the most efficient offenses and not give a damn on defense? It's glorious, Adam.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, the Pacers are first in pace. They are last in adjusted defensive rating. Tyrese Halliburton has been one of the best offensive players in the league. I do think that Jokic finally repassed him. Uh, they're, they're tied now. Um they are in a tier of their own in terms of offensive EPM this year. Um, Jokic and Halliburton, and then it's just a pretty big drop-off to the Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Embiid, Booker, she, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander tier. So just been amazing offensively. Absolute garbage defensively, but uh, that goes for most of this team as well. So on the Indiana side, I'm actually getting to them a pretty good amount, which is a little surprising given that it's not the most appealing matchup against Miami. But Indiana still has like a 118 implied total just because they play so fast. So. Bruce Brown's the guy that's showing up the most for me. 5,600 point guard small forward. I have about 23%. He's projected for about eight. Not an exciting guy to get to, but it is a pretty useful salary at 5,600. It's very, very useful positional eligibility at point guard small forward. Uh, He played 32 minutes against them on the 30th. Um, Getting to Nemhard around 17%, Isaiah Jackson around 15%. We got... 22 minutes from them. Hard last game. He's only 3,900. He's projected for 35% ownership right now. I don't totally know why. Um, point guard, shooting guard, 3,900. Again, it's nice. We have not projected for 19.2 DraftKings points. I'm getting to him, just not quite as much as the field is. Uh, Isaiah Jackson should get the backup center minutes behind Turner. Uh, he was in some foul trouble last game, so we saw some Obi Toppin as the backup five as well. Uh, Jackson did not play in the second half of that game Turner played. Most of the half, but uh, right now we have Jackson 3,800 center projected for 18.8 DraftKings points. Uh, This is another spot, too, where we have him with an 11% chance of being optimal, 2.5% ownership. One of those two things is going to change. Either the ownership is going to come up or the optimal percentage is going to come down. So that 15% that I have right now likely does come down by the time we get the lock. Uh, getting the 14% Buddy healed, 6,400 shooting guard small forward on DraftKings. Uh, Double-checking FanDuel because his price over there has been insane recently. He's still 5,500, so 28% ownership to healed on FanDuel looks like a really good play. On DraftKings, he's a good play, but not nearly as good. Getting 6% ownership, 8% chance of being optimal. I'm a little bit over the field there. I'm getting around the field with 8%. Uh, Miles Turner at 7,100, just another good center in this like 6 to 7K price range. Uh, And then getting a little bit of Mather and a little bit of Halliburton, obviously would be very, very happy to get to more Halliburton. He is perfectly capable of breaking the slate against anybody. We just saw him do it against Miami the other day, but he is up to 11200 and point guard only. So you have the very expensive price tag, and then you also have the massive opportunity cost that comes at the point guard position where you can just find high upside guys for a lot less. It makes it really difficult to get to him.
0: Jimmy Butler on the other side is carrying the Q tag, but he is listed as probable that he should play tonight. He is looking like an intriguing option as well here. When we look at the early runs of the projections, how are you feeling about uh, Butler without Adebayo? Anything else from the heat? Can can we go to their front court or is that just too much of a risk with 20 teams in action tonight?
1: I'm really, really, really surprised how little Miami I'm getting to right now Um I think it's going to change by lock. We just don't have any of these guys projected very well. And I don't really know why. Um, It's a great matchup with Indiana. We, we, we don't have ownership coming in here either. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, Thomas Bryant's getting 10% ownership. Jimmy Butler's getting 10. Lowry's at three. Caleb Martin's at two. I mean, I'm getting to 9% Caleb Martin, 5% Lowry, 3% a piece on Robinson and Butler, but I'm pretty sure this is going to look different by lock. I don't, I don't totally know why this team's projected so poorly without Bam in this spot.
0: I'm guessing it's partially a function of so many teams in action, right? We've seen a lot of smaller slates. So that kind of when you get down to five or six uh, games, it it sort of gooses a lot of the people up to 15, 20 percent by default. I think those are the ones we're seeing uh barely cresting towards double digits at this point that would be my guess but yeah. you're right this uh, when we run our early projections right this is just, it's it kind of placeholders we're kicking the tires shaking the rest off waiting for the injury reports to come out and of course it'll change 17 times between you know the first run and uh first tip just because that is what the nba is like these days yeah uh,
1: no it's, it's just like looking at the points per minute like we have guys basically projected the way that they've produced without bam on the floor on average, and this is as good a matchup as you can get. Like Jimmy Butler's at 1.29 DraftKings points per minute for the season. Right now we have him at 1.3 in this game. Like that's not, I don't think that stays where it is. Like I think Jimmy, we have Jimmy Butler at 44 DraftKings points right now. I think by lock it's just higher.
0: What do you think, playing Indiana is worth what fantasy points per minute? Like an 8% maybe, 10%? I I, I have no idea. All right. I've just, I didn't know if you had a, a just sort of a, a, a mental uh, note of that. It's got to be, it's got to be somewhere around there. I no, mean, my guess would be
1: something like a tenth of a fantasy point per minute. Okay. Which, yeah. But that's, that's like a total just guess.
0: Finger up, testing the wind. Yeah. guess. All righty. <laughs> Uh, Let's see what else we have for us today before we get on to the next game here. Uh, I did want to say that uh, over there on Underdog, let me drop in that uh, landing page again. Uh, Reminder. Uh, For you guys, that you must be 18 or older in most states to play on underdog. You need to be 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska. Uh, If you or anyone you know has a gambling issue, please call our text 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's move on here, Adam, to our next game. We have, drumroll please, the second Nope, the highest point total of the night. Atlanta Hawks going into Milwaukee, 6.5-point underdogs there, 251.5 points. Atlanta is without Jalen Johnson. He's going to be out into January with a wrist injury. Uh, Milwaukee is without Pat Connorson. Jay Crowder is shelved for like another two months. Uh, but everybody else should be good to go. We have seen the addition of Damian Lillard and the subtraction of Drew Holiday change the defensive efficiency for Milwaukee. Their offense is amazing. Their defense is uh, not good. And we actually saw them lose to Chicago without DeMar DeRozan in their last game, and they were, they were really trying. This is an interesting uh, NBA. Uh, where it's like everything is taking things up to the next level this year. What would you like to do with Atlanta? Amazing backcourt, but it seems that um, Dejounte Murray and Trey Young rarely get it going in the same game.
1: Yeah, it's a decent spot for Atlanta here. One of the faster teams in the league, Um, so I like this game should be high scoring. About a two. 249 total, if I'm looking at it correctly, uh, which is obviously very high. Um, I'm not getting to a lot of the Hawks right now either though. And neither is the field. Uh, Trey Young getting 3% ownership, Capella at five, Murray at two. I am getting very similar exposures to those guys. Um, I'm getting to 13% DeAndre Hunter, who's getting 3% ownership at 5,800. Small forward, power forward. So, you know, relatively weak positions makes some sense to me, but um, a and city Bay are the two guys pulling double digit ownership. I'm not getting to them right now. I don't, This is another team where like, I don't think the pricing is that bad. I'm surprised I'm not getting more. Uh, 5,100 for a kongwu, 6K for Capella. Certainly like the idea of getting to one of those guys in lineups just because of the upside that they offer, although they have gotten a little bit more expensive. Trey is up to 10-3, so that's a little bit of an increase in price tag. But uh, a little surprising just given how high scoring this game is likely to be that the Hawks aren't looking better. Um, On the other side... Milwaukee looks a little bit better for me. I'm getting the 23% Portis. We haven't projected for 13% ownership at 5,600 power forward eligible. So that's going to look pretty good. Uh, I'm getting to 15% Dame, which I haven't done much of this year, but 9,300 in a very appealing matchup. Certainly don't mind getting to that here against the Hawks. Uh, one of the faster teams in the league, like I said, not a good defensive team. So that's going to look you know pretty good at 9,300. Uh, Brooke Lopez showing up 9% of the time for me at 6,300. So another center in this range, just a loaded six to seven k uh, price range at center. Giannis showing up eight percent fields at fourteen, so um, a little bit under on him. Probably just I don't know, maybe having a little trouble getting to value. Except I already know I have a lot of Craig Porter, so I don't know why I'm not getting to more Giannis. But uh, I do like getting to this team. It's just the the field is pretty much there as well. Twenty eight percent ownership coming into Dame, fourteen to Giannis, ten to thirteen to Lopez, Portis, Middleton. Uh, the only one of those guys that I am over the field on right now is Portis.
0: How much do you anticipate this to be one of the teams or one of the, the matchups waiting in the wings to increase uh, your player portfolio with players from this game as we get some more news
1: and things? Kind of. Um, like, this This should be a really high-scoring game. I'm a little surprised I don't have more exposure to it now. But at least this one I can look at it and be like, all right, if like if the field is just going to be playing all of these Milwaukee guys, then maybe I just look somewhere else for ownership reasons. I'm really still confused why I wouldn't be getting to more Miami, especially given the like ownership difference here. Milwaukee does have the higher implied total um and so like you could certainly argue they deserve more ownership as a whole. but uh, with BAM out for Miami I'm I'm just surprised that one, the field is getting so much more Milwaukee and that I am not getting more Miami. Miami's really the team that I expect to have more of by luck.
0: okay that makes sense
1: uh sharing the screen here guys
0: we have the stochastic lineup generator this is the uh best tool po- uh i was gonna say point per dollar uh profit per dollar or uh potential profit per dollar I-, I love playing around with the lineup generator uh you've got the landing page here it talks about all of the different sports that we offer it for uh each sport has different features for nfl showdown you can choose the game script uh, meaning, or team, you expect teams to score more or less than what the projections are for uh, NBA. You can lock in. A player and run lineups with them. You can build out your lineups, uh, save up to 20 at a time and export them. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I like to use it for the NFL and I write an article every week that's free for you guys for DraftKings and FanDuel, but I utilize the lineup generator and that usually helps me craft my one lineup per site, which is something I've been doing on the main slate to solid success this year. And I'm usually finding a nice differentiate differentiation differentiation play or stack and all i'm really doing is just utilizing the lineup generator it's uh, very very easy to do uh it's a lot of fun but check that out you guys can uh test it out it's uh, get a one week package uh or a one month package but it's a pretty good deal there no promos at this point in time uh we just got done with the black friday promo and the cyber monday promo promo but definitely want to check that one out All right, Adam, as we continue through our marathon slate here, we have Memphis at Phoenix. It's a back-to-back and a 3-4 and for both games. Memphis will be without Luke Kennard and Marcus Smart. Um, Xavier Tillman is doubtful, uh, may rest on this back-to-back. They won last night in Dallas. 108-94 108-94 against the shorthanded Mavericks. Bain played 34 minutes. Rose played 20 minutes. And Jaron Jackson Jr. played 14 minutes because he had five fouls. Literally every time he went out on the court, he got a foul. It was uh, It's interesting to look at his game flow box score. On the Phoenix side, uh, they are without Bradley Beal. He's going to be out for probably another week with his back spasms. Um, uh, Devin Booker did not play last night. He's dealing with a sore ankle. And the Phoenix Suns lost to Denver 119-111. KD played 36 minutes. Grayson Allen played 37. Nurkic played 34 and had one heck of a fantasy game. And then Eric Gordon had 33 minutes. So how do you want to unravel this one?
1: Yeah, this game, now we're back to seeing stuff that doesn't look overly appealing. Uh, we With both of these teams on a back-to-back, obviously we do still need official injury reports. Uh, for right now, we have Derrick Rose projected in. He started and played 20 minutes last night. If he were to sit, that certainly starts to open stuff up. Uh, Jalen Noel has seemingly become an actual part of this rotation. Shooting guard small forward, $3,700. Uh, he played 26 minutes last night. He was the second leading scorer on the team behind Desmond Bain. You're not expecting that level of production again, but he is somebody that I think if guys start getting ruled out, could step into a bigger role, even if nobody is ruled out on the back-to-back other than the players that we expect to be out uh, at 3,700, you could certainly take some you know shots at him. I'm not getting to him right now with guys projected in, but um, definitely somebody to keep an eye on could start to look a lot more interesting. As things stand right now, I'm getting 3% Bane and 3% Rose. Rose is the only guy on this team getting double-digit ownership at the moment at 10%. If he starts at 5,100, he's fine, but you know, it is a back-to-back, uh, definitely not the type of guy that I'm the most confident in. And then on the other side for Phoenix, uh, waiting on news there as well, back-to-back, Devin Booker missed yesterday, did go through shoot-around, then was ruled out pretty much immediately after. We have Booker projected in at the moment, which makes pretty much everything look bad, except for Nurkic. And for some reason, I'm just jamming like 39% Nurkic right now. I think that's going to come down. We have him with an 8% ownership projection, 11% chance of being optimal. So going a little bit over or under-owned rather, which is why I'm getting to him more than the field, but there's no real reason to have that much of him, I don't think. But Nurkic clearly to me looks like the top guy from Phoenix. If Booker is out, the rant starts to look good as well. Uh, Obviously gets a bump. He's still only 10K, which is A very reasonable price if Booker is out and a price that is very difficult to pay if Booker is in.
0: Yeah, this would be the sixth game in 12 days for uh, Derek Rose if he plays. The last time he played uh, that much, he managed four games to start off the season, and then he was out for uh, three weeks with sore knees. So it's only a matter of time before he's going to be out. He has a high of 27 minutes. That was two games ago. So on the 29th, which was, what day was that? That was Wednesday. So this is a three and four for his creaky knees. Don't know. I, I just I, I can't go there. I said bad things about him yesterday and ended up playing him on my one Yahoo lineup because he was just $11. Uh, but otherwise I kind of feel like he is a trap at this point because i just don't see a ceiling for him. him anything else from this matchup nope all right we have the oklahoma city thunder at dallas okc looks good to go across the board they are four point favorites at 235 and a half projected point total here dallas half the team is questionable luca uh was out uh, i believe he had a new baby uh, it will not him, but uh, he is now a father, so he missed the last game. Unknown if he's going to play tonight. Dante Exum was out for personal reasons as well. wasn't sure what that was. Kyrie, uh, just
1: oh, they both had a okay. Uh, Axum's is imminent. Lucas happened.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Kyrie, uh, dealing with the sore foot, did play 36 minutes last night. Not a very good game, though. Did not make many of his shots, did not take as many shots as I thought. What was he like three of 15 or something like three that? Three of 15, yeah. Over uh, five from three. Yep, uh Tim Hardaway Jr. questionable with the sore back. Maximilian Kleba has been out forever, but he is close to a return with his dislocated toll. This is a back-to-back and a three and four. As I mentioned, the Mavs lost a 108-94 last night. Uh Sheikh Alexander, let's start there. How are you feeling about him this season?
1: Uh Getting 7% ownership, 7% chance of being optimal. Love getting there if you can. He's 10-5. He's really, really good. He's been one of the best offensive players in the league this year. I'm only getting to about 3%, but you know, certainly if you can find the salary, if, for example, half of Dallas gets ruled out in a few hours, then you're going to get more value to get to SGA. Uh, love getting there if you can. It's just kind of difficult with the way value stands right now. Um, I'm getting the 15% uh, Chet. He is getting 7.5% ownership. Uh, This is looking like one of those slates where I don't know how I'm getting so much of so many centers, but I'm not mad about it. Uh Chet at 7,800 is another one that I'm like 2X the field on right now. I'm getting the 14% giddy, which I'm never going to feel good about, but point guard, shooting guard, 6,100. Playing time has been down. He's not a particularly good NBA player, but uh 14% ownership to him. I'm right around the field. I'm getting this from Kenrich Williams, who's projected for 20% ownership at 3,400. He's another one that kind of just speaks to how value at the moment isn't great, but it's probably going to look a lot better by Locke. Um, I'm getting to 13%, so under the field, but still getting to a guy that has a 15.5 fantasy point projection. That's probably just going to go away. Getting to a little bit of Jalen Williams, Lou Dord. Um, So I'm getting to this team. Nothing too crazy. Chet be my highest-owned guy at 15%, but um, across the board, they look just pretty solid. You have like six, seven guys projected for four to Four plus percent ownership, just guys that you kind of can throw in lineups here and there.
0: Uh, let's see. Do you even want to attempt talking about Dallas, or is it a pointless exercise?
1: I, I mean, it's, it's pretty happening. pointless right now. I think like, we don't know what, we don't know if Luke is going to be back. Uh, the quote from Jason Kidd about Kyrie last night, it was reported as he said, he's uncertain if he's going to play, which is technically correct. Uh, the reporter asked if Kyrie was going to be able to play on the back to back after playing 36 or whatever last night. And kid kind of was just like, um, I'm proceeding as if he's going to play, but I won't know until tomorrow. There's some chance that he doesn't. So who knows if Kyrie's playing, It's just who knows if Hardaway's playing. Like there's a million moving parts. Right now we have everybody projected in, in which case they're not going to look that good. I'm getting to 22% Luca at 5% own. I would love to be able to do that. I'm getting to some Grant Williams. That's that I'm getting like 13% of him at 4,400. That's pretty much all I'm getting to from Dallas. Small pieces of Hardaway and Lively. But if you were to take out Luca then clearly Kyrie is going to look better. Like, I'm just going to ignore what happened yesterday. Um, If you take out both of them, Jaden Hardy starts to look amazing at 4,400. I assume Exum is still going to be out because as far as I know, they didn't have the baby. It was just, it's coming at any time. So I don't know, maybe it happened after the game. But uh, yeah, there's no real way to talk about this team other than there's a very good chance that you're playing a lot of Dallas again tonight. All right. Uh, You guys are going to
0: need to tune in to Live Before Lock. That will be 6 o'clock tonight. And we will have a lot more information for the 20 teams in action. So check that out on the Stochastic YouTube channel. We also have College Football Live Before Lock coming up at 11 a.m. with Matt Gajeski and Ben Rasa. And then we have three different NFL shows today, plus countless videos on demand. Those would be VODs. Also, our sister site, Odd Shopper, has their own YouTube channel. And you will find quite a few videos on demand there as well, covering sports wagering and several other events. All right. We're going to maneuver our way to another fun game here. we got three to go here. These next three are actually uh, very fantasy-relevant. Portland Trailblazers at the Utah Jazz. Portland is obviously still without Anfernee uh, Simons, but everybody else is in. Utah is going to be without um, uh, Clarkson. He missed the last game with the thigh bruise. Uh Laurie Markkinen has missed the last four. He is out again with the hamstring issue. And then uh, Chris Dunn away from the team. For personal reasons, this one is basically a coin flip here. Adam, 220 implied point total. What do you got for this uh, potential
1: potentially fantasy-friendly matchup? Yeah, nothing standing out to me too much from the Portland side. Um, just another team where there's a bunch of guys that you can get to, but nobody that looks like a true priority. Uh, we have Eaton getting 9% ownership, Grant and Brogdon around 7%. Kamara at 8.5% because, again, value is just not very good right now. He will be non-existent by lock most likely. Um, I'm getting the 13% Grant, 9% Aiton, 4% Brogdon. That's about it for me. Um, So kind of just in line with the field on those guys. I think those are the first pieces that you get to. Aiton is another center around 7K that looks perfectly fine. Um, On the Utah side, getting to 47% Keontae George who right now we have projected for 24% ownership at 6,200. You don't have Clarkson. You don't have Markkinen. Uh Camp State George should take on a bigger role. Uh, we saw him play thirty, just shy of 33 minutes against Minnesota in his last game. The production obviously still you know could be anywhere. Um, young, you know rookie. Uh, assist numbers have been really good for him so far this year. It's a decent enough matchup against Portland. So $6,200 George looks pretty good. Uh, Walker Kessler, 6K, getting 16% ownership. He continues to come off the bench, but also continues to close. Played 26 and a half minutes again last game. I think it's a matter of time before he is back in the starting lineup. But even if he's coming off the bench, at this point expecting 26 minutes or so, is very reasonable. Um, I'm getting a little bit under the field on him. I have 7%. The field's at 15. It just strikes me as a spot where he's one of the higher-owned guys in a price range where you have so many good plays. So I'm just playing more of some other guys. But Kessler still looks fine. Uh, I'm getting 9% Fontecchio, 3% Collins. So uh, overall, not too much I like from this team, but I am getting a lot of Keontae George right now. Uh Colin Sexton at 5,300 is somewhat interesting. Played 23 off the bench last game, but does have the potential if he's playing well to play more. You know, could get you 26, 27 if he's playing well, but he is projected for 14% ownership right now, which is making me, at that number, not really want to roll the dice on his playing time. How are you feeling about uh DeAndre Ayton? I think he looks fine. It's for me like I've I already have so many centers that I'm getting to. So I'm still around the field on Aiton. You know, he's getting 9% ownership, but he's like he's an example of if I said I was getting 39% Nurkic and I didn't really think that was going to hold or why it was necessary. Uh it's a perfect example. Like Eaton and Nurkic are comparable plays. They're both projected to go slightly under own. I don't think there's any actual reason that I should be just jamming Nurkic and not over the field on Aiton. I would rather just sort of be like 2x on both of them. All right. Anything else from this game? Nope.
0: All righty. Let's look at uh, Odd Shopper here, real quick. That is our new, or not new, but revised pricing for the premium Odd Shopper. It is a, a much lower uh, entry point here. You can uh, check it out uh, in a variety of ways. Some of the cool stuff is you've got the positive EV bets. So uh, this is, it geolocates. I'm in Florida, but I will pick New York so we can see what uh, pops up here. But, but you can sort by leagues. You can sort by bet types. Um, you can do futures bets, et cetera. You can click on any of the players and it will show you all of the different sports books and where uh, people are uh, listing the different prices. We have the odd shopper rating, the expected value. You can sort by that. And you can see just a, a myriad of things. It's uh, I don't think there'll be that many NBA bets up this early, but let's check that out real quick. Because sometimes you can see. So here's a great op- uh, example. So points bet usually has some of the better numbers there, uh, along with DraftKings. They're minus one twenty. You can see all the way down Pinnacle and WinBet. Two of the sharper books uh, are at minus one fifty five. It's like a four percent difference just by shopping. The uh, lines there—that is a significant boost to your ROI. So you guys can check that out. We also have the expert picks section, which is uh, new. You can look at the uh, different contributors here that have put in their different wagers for the upcoming uh, events. If you just want to see, oh, what's, uh, let's let's pick on Linquist. You pick on Linquist. Ah, he doesn't have any. But you can look at Matt. He doesn't have any. Aton. Aton has a million bets because Aton lives. For wagering. But this way you can find all of their wagers. Um, you don't have to go into the Discord channel, but you also get the Discord channel, they'll post the information there as well. But it's a good way to see all of the different things going on for Odd Shopper. So check that out. All righty, two to go, Adam. We've got Oh, Denver Nuggets, they are on a back-to-back. It's a 3-4. and four. They won in Phoenix last night, 119-111. Michael Porter Jr. played 37 minutes. Jokic played 35. Uh, DeJounte Murray missed what? 10-11 games with the hamstring issue. Came back, was great. Tweaked his ankle. He is questionable tonight. Uh, Aaron Gordon has missed the last four games. He is questionable with a bruised heel. Uh, Sacramento, I think we I didn't write their injuries down. I think we have Keegan's everybody available. Oh, Keegan Murray is, is still questionable they have a cast of thousands uh, with their with their front court now that Lyles is back in uh, Monk and a variety of other players that can shift positions around there so it's it's almost better when one of them is injured because it gives gives a fighting chance for somebody else to be relevant uh, what do you have here let's start off with uh, Jokic how amazing is he this year
1: Yeah. I mean, he's great. Like I said, he's tied in offensive EPM with Halliburton. They are on a complete tier of their own. Um, He's been, you know, the best player overall in the league, which isn't surprising to anybody. Well, outside of Philadelphia, but um, really, really tough to get to today. If everybody's in for Denver, Jamal Murray matters for Jokic. He's produced like 1.5 or 0.15 to 0.2 fantasy points per minute more uh, without Murray. And at 12, seven, like you need everything you can get right now with, with Murray projected in and Gordon projected in, this team's not getting any ownership. Jokic is at 3%. He's the only guy above 1%. He has a 4% chance of being optimal. Only guy above 1%. I'm not getting to a single player from this team right now. Now, if you were to take Murray out, Jokic does start to look better. So the, the two things that are likely to change by lock, well, or could change by lock. If Murray is out, Jokic looks better. But then the big thing is we're going to have better value by lock. There's too many games not to. There's too many just up in the air, Question marks to not have quality value on this slate by the time we get to lock. So it's likely that by lock, you can get to Jokic easier. And then if Murray is out, right now we have him at like 63.7 DraftKings points. That's probably jumping to like 66 or 67. So very, very good chance that while I'm not getting any Jokic right now, by lock, I'm at least getting some because things change. But the Murray piece does still matter there. Uh, if Aaron Gordon's out, you're probably going to get Justin Holiday starting. He's still only 4,200 shooting guard, small forward. It's Justin Holiday. So it's not exciting, but the positional eligibility is nice. You're getting you know mid to upper 20s in minutes most likely. So some stuff could open up from Denver, but they are, for the most part, correctly priced. So really, really tough to get to if guys aren't ruled out. On the Sacramento side, I'm getting to a lot of Malik Monk again, which I can take it or leave it. He's only 5,700, which is a nice price tag, point guard, shooting guard. We have him with an 11% chance of being optimal right now at about 8% owned. So he is showing up as somebody going – Uh, A little bit under-owned in tournaments. He gives you plenty of upside off the bench because he's a very capable scorer. You're likely getting around 26 minutes or so from him. So I don't mind getting there. Um, He's the only guy I'm really getting to from this team. I have 6% Trey Lyles right now. The field's at 4%. I have 1% Keegan Murray. Uh, If Keegan Murray is out again, that does open up some more minutes. Uh, One interesting thing from the last game is that uh, you had Chris Duarte start in place of Keegan-Murray. Um, Vizankov started the second half and played a lot. Vizankov ended up getting up to 24 and a half minutes in that game. Uh, Sasha Visenkov is 3,600 on DraftKings. If Keegan-Murray is out and Visenkov gets that start, he's going to look like a pretty decent value piece.
0: He, I was uh, That last game they had ended up being the Island Game Showdown uh, that night, and I ended up with, what was his name? Sasha Vizankov? Visenko. I didn't even know who it was. Like a creative player, and he was in all of my lineups. I'm like, okay, yeah, that works Well, yeah. Let's, yeah, he, he's let's been he's been solid
1: happens. for them. He's been solid for them this year. Um, it's somebody that I know Kings fans are advocating for, or Kings people are just advocating for getting more minutes. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, he's at 0.82 DraftKings points per minute for the year. Um, and yeah, he started the second half in place of Duarte. He played the first 14 minutes of the second half, ended up playing about 17 and a half minutes. So I'm not suggesting he's gonna play thirty four if he does get this start, but at thirty six hundred that price tag hasn't moved for a potential uptick and roll for him.
0: It's uh, I wanted to go quickly back here to Odd Shopper. I didn't talk about the price points. So you can get in for uh, fifty dollars for a month. you can get in fourteen ninety five a week. It's like basically two bucks a day. this uh, you can come in on various partner deals here. we uh, just by signing up for different sports books you can get free uh, Odd Shopper subscriptions. Uh, We've got videos that break down how how, uh, all the different tools can be utilized. Uh, This is really, really worth your time if you're doing sports wagering, just to have something sift through the many things that are out there uh for those of you that like to have a little fun with the pick'em site so even if you're in in a state that doesn't have sports wagering uh we do have the optimizers for the different uh pick'em sites that are out there including uh underdog which is the presenting sponsor of our show and uh some of the fun things you can do is you can click on like the parlay builder and build out different parlays here um uh to have some fun uh you can choose what if you want to limit it to certain sports leagues or some certain books etc uh it'll build out these things for you so it is a lot of fun and for those of you again we have the uh fantasy uh pick'em sites also have their um uh, their plays on here as well that allow you to build stuff out it's pretty cool check it out odd shopper. adam final game of the night it is the Houston Rockets in Los Angeles taking on the Lakers. Houston has most everybody available, with the exception of Amen Thompson, who's still dealing with uh, an ankle injury, but he is close to a return. The Lakers are without Gabe Vincent. Uh, he has a sore knee. You have LeBron, perpetually questionable, and a good chance that Rui Hachimura will be playing tonight. He missed the last four games after uh, getting bonked on the nose and had to have uh, surgery for a nasal fracture what do you like in the uh, final game of the night
1: jared vanderbilt back
0: as well um not sure if you. oh boy that. that's gonna crowd things isn't it
1: yep yeah so R- Rui is back vanderbilt is back uh it vanderbilt makes... hasn't played yet this year has he no he hasn't so He's i'm, I'm not expecting I, I a lot stop of minutes cutting
0: you off the floor is yours <laughs>
1: uh, i'm not expecting a lot of minutes from him but i'm expecting i mean it's just another rotation piece um but yeah like obviously the lebron status is gonna matter cam Reddish's status is gonna matter but you are adding another actual NBA body into this rotation, in addition to Rui coming back. So I think we're at a point now where, unless multiple guys get ruled out, um, the Lakers' peripheral pieces are just non-existent. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, both projected for 4% ownership. If you get to them, great. No, that goes without saying. Uh, It's Davis and LeBron. Um, D'Angelo Russell, same thing. Like, I'm getting to 16% right now. $6,900 point guard. But I don't... Think you can really get to anybody other than Davis, LeBron, and Russell, unless people start getting ruled out. Uh, On the other side for Houston, I'm getting to a lot of Jabari Smith right now, which again just seems weird to me. I think he's a perfectly fine play. He's getting 10% ownership at 6,200. I don't know why. I feel like something like might have been wonky with the stuff that I ran. I don't know why I'd be getting to like 49% of him. Um, It's he's a perfectly fine play. He's not that type of play, but. He does look like the best play on Houston slightly at 6,200. I do like Shang-Goon. I like Van Vliet. They're both still reasonably priced, getting about 9% ownership um, apiece. Shang-Goon's been about a 1.3 DraftKings point-per-minute guy this year. Uh, Jalen Green's price tag came up, makes him pretty tough to get to. $5,100 Dylan Brooks is the last piece in, is always going to be fine. But uh, Jabari Smith, to me, does look like the best play from Houston at 6,200. I just have no idea why I'm getting as much of him as I am right now, and I don't think I will be by luck. Does that do it for this game? The 1030, the Lone Island Outpost, the nightcap. It yeah, it up uh, I think it's kind of not the most exciting uh late night hammer.
0: All righty. Well, with that, we are going to get on out of here because you can go watch the College Football Live Before Lock on the Stochastic YouTube channel. Not this stream. It's going to be popping up in just a moment on the other stream. But hit that like uh, button for our video we do appreciate it you can also subscribe and get the notifications anytime we go live we will be going live with college football live before lock three different nfl shows and then of course we're going to have nba live before lock tonight at six o'clock thank you to underdog fantasy for sponsoring the show sign up through the link below us in the youtube description and get up to a 100 first match deposit bonus you can follow adam over on twitter at ship dfs i'm at emac dfs and of course it is stochastic underscore COM. With that, gamers, good luck.